Hello everyone, this is Cheat Codes and I am your host Tosh from Wiggy Women in Games International. If you go to your trusty search engine and you type in why are gamers get a list of negative traits, even if your intent was to ask the internet why are gamers so smart, before I even complete that sentence, I am bombarded with things like why are gamers so angry? Why are gamers so mean? Why are gamers so mean? Weird, stupid, immature, annoying, whiny, fat, skinny, and the list goes on just full of negative traits. This is the bias that presents itself in the internet. Now, while my search about gamers seemed relatively benign, it's still hurtful. And it extends beyond gamers, and often the most negative takes are the first seen in the algorithm for marginalized communities, unfortunately. This is the case when our searches get specific. So what about searching for things like a hairstyle for a wedding? If I simply type in something like wedding hairstyle, the majority of the styles that I'll see are of women who don't look like me. The majority of styles are meant for straight hair. I would have to specifically type black wedding hairstyles to get results that suit me. And the thing is, I don't have the benefit of being considered part of the default, part of the algorithm. It's isolating to consistently not have your racial and even your gender identity affirmed by the algorithm when you know it should be. This lack of affirmation and visibility adds the lack of empathy that we see amongst our colleagues, and especially throughout the gaming world. With me today, I have an amazing guest. I have Angelina, and I'll have her introduce herself to you. Hi, so my name is Angelina. I have an extensive gaming background. I used to be a gaming editor. I was also an esports manager for a team called Elevate. And now I've transferred to UX design. So can what drew you to UX design? I have this obsession with making everything a smart home. I don't remember if anybody's seen like that cartoon, The Jetsons. I wanted yes. my house to be like that, where everything was controlled through an app. So that was a perfect opportunity and to make people's lives easier. A lot of the apps and stuff that we build today actually help a lot of people. Yeah. It's people think of, of these things, of making things easier as just like being a lazy when in reality I, it can create accessibility for so many people. Correct. Like with a lot of UX designs, you now have screen readers where people who can't see can now actually understand, okay, the screen reader can type out loud what the image is on the screen. So that's something that we do to help people. I recently started, when I watched Netflix, I cut on the audio descriptor, descriptions. And yes. I think so many of us can take that for granted because if granted, I'm visually yeah. impaired, so much stuff happens without dialogue, without explanation. Mm -hmm. And then it's just understood that you pick that up. But with right. audio descriptors, it, it just paints a different picture so that even if I'm zoned out, I can still be there. And right. I, I know like, that seems late. It still on. seems lazy. And I don't think I don't think it's lazy because it's important for to not exclude so many people. And I think that exactly. that's often taken for granted in the 
game in the gaming industry. I think that's yeah. it blows me away because so many gamers have been othered and mm-hmm. isolated growing up and isolated within families and with schools and then to migrate to this industry and then again to per- perpetuate this kind of exclusionary vibe Isolate. it's so weird to me yeah yes it was hard um so i started my career when the beginning of esports where there weren't a lot of females in that industry so I'm sure that if you had typed in female gamers in the beginning, it was, they were video girls, cam girls. And that's what, you know, our, for women, for gaming was under. So when I would go to these events, I wasn't getting that respect that, you know, the males would get. So right. it's like, you have to fight 10 times harder to prove yourself when, you know, they Google and see, oh, gamer, gamer a cam girl or something like that and then when they see you in person they're like oh well, that's a cam girl no i'm not so it was difficult this the lack of visibility and accessibility really feeds into itself to where yes. it, it it's like confirmation bias <laughs> and and we're out there existing but yet they can't see us because we're not represented anywhere else but in our skin. No. I remember having this conversation with my dad where I was so upset. And he was like, I'm going to explain something to you. You were born with two strikes against you. You're a female and you're a minority. You're going into a field that is predominantly Caucasian. So you are going to have to fight 10 times harder. So that's always stuck with me even till now, like I know that I am going to have to keep fighting 10 times harder. We've progressed, but we see women in gaming, but where are the women of color in gaming? And just by- When I go to events, I don't see a lot of people like my color. No, you see women, but they're Caucasian women. And we know they're out there because we're out there. Yes. And then, and it makes me wonder if it's because we're not represented. Is, be, is it because they don't see us that they feel as if this space isn't safe for them to also appear? And I don't know the answer. I were, I was with a lot of women at tournaments and they would say, I don't like coming out. I don't like being harassed. I would have friends who would not put on their mic when we would play online because they didn't want to be harassed. You hear a woman on there and it's the first thing you're getting harassed or you're getting called racial comments. Oh, it's gaming is for us to relax. It takes us to a different place to get our mind away from all our stress. It's not for us to get on there and be harassed. So a lot of women, they took a step back. I see that. I see that everywhere. I took a step back. I was not, I would not cut on my mic when I was playing PVP or anything. I did not because and it, it made me a target immediately. And I just wanted to play. And But now I have a whole other team, even my own teammates, who are not helping me, hanging up on me just because of my voice. And it didn't make sense. I, didn't, I never got a chance to actually prove that I could play the game too. Right. Because I think I was the opposite. I wasn't quiet. So when they would start talking on the mic saying things to me, I would go back. And if I'm like on Twitter and they're coming at me on Twitter, I was like, all right, I can argue all day. I did the opposite. I was like, you're not going to put me in a box. I enjoy gaming. I've been gaming all my life. 
and I'm not going to feel uncomfortable. I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. I like that. I haven't yet. <laughs> Usually my response is, bless your heart. <laughs> no, I, I, I was very aggressive. I think I was just mad. Yeah. So I if I can't talk and have a communication with somebody on my team because I'm a female, then I'm not going to back down. It, it needs to change. So you're going to get used to me being in the game or shut up. That's yeah. how I felt. Like you're not, I'm not going to let you push me back in. I'm now I'm going to be out and loud. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the future of AI. When I say that, what do you imagine if there were no limitations? How do you imagine the future of AI? I think that it's going to be to a point where I don't need to leave my house. Everything is, if you have a VR set, mm -hmm. like, so I got my mom a VR because I, we live so far away that now she can walk into my little cabin I have on my VR set and we can sit there and have a conversation her avatar and it's just I see that moving forward I think that VR is going to play a very big role and it's I think it's going to get extreme in a good way or a bad way or both I think anytime we do something that's extreme we get the two we get that it's not a lot of people can't deal with that and there's a lot of people that are like they need that. I can't keep flying out to go see my mom. So right. if I can have her in a VR, then it makes me miss her less. Because yeah. I know that I can get on at any time and just have a conversation with her there. For some people, they need that interaction. What do you think about AI as the moderate, monitoring systems that we have on the internet as far as like moderation and regulation that's done by AI. I don't remember the Netflix show that had this about AI, but we need to program AI not to be biased because AI can be biased. So, you know, and that's programmed. So that should say something. And I feel like if we are going to have an AI in the future, then we need to get that bias out. Yes. I think so many people believe that it's just computers. Computers aren't biased. But no, it, it didn't create itself. Exactly. <laughs> you have a software engineer creating these mm -hmm. guys. So you can't just say, oh, it's a computer. No, it's you have to program a language for that computer. So there's a human behind that. So we need to get that bias out because I think it's just ridiculous. Now we have AI that's biased. It's like, when is it going to end? I saw a social experiment on TikTok where a creator, a she was creator of color. And once a week, she would put on like a lighter filter, blue contacts and a blonde wig and then create content. And the content was not any better than any of her other content. Some of it was a little bit worse. And she said that character trended so much higher than her authentic self that it was demoralizing. And it was her goal to continue it for maybe two months. And she had to stop maybe after 
two weeks because she said, I felt so unseen and so broken down that automatically it, that frontward facing presentation just trended higher. She said, I don't understand. I never can, I, I can never wrap my head around why it's such a big jump when it comes to shades of color. I've seen experiments like that where you'll have a darker skinned person doing the same exact thing as a lighter skinned person, but the lighter skinned person gets more views and it's the exact same content. So I, it's like we've come, we've progressed, but it's like sometimes I feel like we go back. It's like we get yeah. so far and then it's okay, now we're going backwards. And, and I don't understand why when there's a lot of minorities. Yes. Like I think I read and a study that a we are, yeah, like we are becoming the largest group. Minorities are being the largest groups. And right. I'm, I still don't understand why when I go to an event or any tech event as well, I don't see us represented as much as I would be going into 2023. I feel like there should be more of us. And I know there are. And that's the part that pains me is that I know just by, yeah, because it's it's safer. Yes. Yeah. You have to preserve your peace. They don't want to deal with it because it's like, how much am I going to, how much do you want me to deal with? Like, how much am I going to be put, be able to put up with this until I break? So a lot of people do go into hiding. But I think that we need to support each other. That way, the m- more of us can be seen. That you can't unsee see us if there's tons, if we're right in front of your face. We need to stop hiding. We need to figure out how we can support each other. Maybe the people who are more outgoing and are willing to take that fight pair up with somebody who's not. Right. I often wonder how we can lessen the emotional cost of being a woman of color in the industry. And that's a, a hard conversation. <laughs> it's it's a conversation I've had for so long, just being in gaming, it was, it took, it would, there was times it would take a toll on me and then I'm just like, no, I'm not going to back down. So that would push me to keep going. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to let you win. Or cause if this keeps, if we keep backing down, then this is just going to be the same cycle over and over again. So eventually we have to start kicking down walls. Yes. But it's, it's heavy. It is, but heavy. it's. I feel like some people do get to the point where enough is enough. I'm I'm actually going to share my voice. Right. I think it's important for not just the programmers, but the users to, to speak up. Because when I look at different studies and different conversations about bias inherently in AI, all the conversations are being held by people in academia, they're sociologists and psychologists, but not ever the programmers and the creators. And I'm very curious as to why those conversations aren't held in the places who are creating this. I always wanted to know what was the whole setup of making these AIs bias? 
because you have to go through meetings you guys have to come up with a game plan there's a lot of things that go into something being shipped out so at what part did anyone say wait a minute this is not working like it has to be tested before it goes out so it's i'm trying to figure out where did this slip through the cracks where nobody was like wait a minute this is not going to work i'm curious if it's lack of life experience it's because if everybody in this room looks like me there's no reason for me to consider including anyone else in anything I'm creating. I feel like a lot of people think that minorities aren't into tech. I had a conversation with one person who was like, you're into tech. And I was like, yeah, they were like, well, that's a lot of money for you to go to school and do all of this stuff. A lot. And they're like, well, you know, People of color usually don't have those resources. And I, you know, I tell them, listen, you have resources where you can intern, where they'll pay you to learn. Like you have to look for these things. And I think that it's not accessible for everyone. And I think that we need to start doing that. Because even people yes. that I li- used to live in New York and they're like, isn't tech just for like, rich white men and I'm like we're, we've got to break that cycle yeah but it they is... think they can't get into tech that's why we have this problem true and there there is a lack of accessibility there too for because if I'm growing up and my parents and everyone who comes over to my parents house are all in a certain industry then I know that industry is is possible but right Conversely, on the other end of that, if I don't see that and no one's having those conversations, I may not know that it's possible. You don't and, think and it's it, and it, and it is possible. Because you're only seeing what is around you. So if you are not around people who are in tech or in, or in gaming or anything, they're going to think, well, you know what, that's not reachable for me. So I'm just going to stick to what I know and what's around me that I know I can achieve. And not think out the box. So that's a problem. Do you think that women of color, not all, but some have a certain obligation to be more visible? Yes. I think that women of color have a lot on their shoulders. Because it's like the only kid in your family that went to college. Like you are like the star. So now if you're a woman of color and you've made it into tech, you are like the front, the forefront for all women of color. So it's a lot. It's a lot for somebody to take on. But I think that's why we have all these groups where, okay, I'm a woman of color. I'm going to help other women of color come in. And I think that has been one of the best things that's happened because a lot of us wouldn't be here if that wasn't happening. Yes, that's true. Because I I am not, I'm not a programmer, but I didn't see <laughs> that that there would be a space for me in the gaming space right. because I know I'm highly creative. I'm a person who talks. I'm a person who makes connections. And I knew, but I knew I had a passion for something. Right. And I wish that 
it was very scary to kind of take that step and put myself out there in that way. But I wish that there was someone else that I could have looked at and said, oh, that's me. But I do understand that on the other end of that, I get to be that for someone else, I hope. That's my goal. It's a good feeling feeling because I didn't have that representation. But now I'm a representation for someone else. And it's great to feel like, you know what, I'm going to teach you or I'll give you the resources that you need or I'll mentor you to help you get, you know, where you want to be. And I think that we should all be doing that. I think that's amazing. And this is why we have so many women of color now in the tech field and in gaming. How do you think we can get more programmers to start thinking of AI in more inclusive and responsive ways? If you were, I know things that have to be beta tested. Why don't you reach out to different communities? So you have to do research and research is about including everyone, especially if you're doing something that's AI based. So I would think that you would want different types of people, different types of backgrounds to help you make this AI what it needs to be but they didn't like I, I can't remember this Netflix show where this the woman of color it wouldn't read her because she was I read about AI people yeah I've I read about people I, who, I can't remember the name I think I've seen it but I'm thinking <laughs> about the people who said that their face recognition software wouldn't open, wouldn't unlock their phone or their computers because it was like, open your right. eyes. But um, they're... Artificial intelligence. That's the name of it? Yes. The... On okay. Artificial intelligence. And she was doing a documentary and it would not read her. It couldn't read her. Wow. And she didn't understand why. And she's explaining, just like we were having this conversation where you cannot blame it as a computer. You're programming this. So you need to do research, you need to do a whole plethora of things before this thing is shipped to Mm -hmm. everyone. So why wouldn't you do extensive testing, not only on light skin, but all shades? Because we exist. <laughs> exactly. I find it very odd that it no one thought of that. Like we, you went through this, right. the whole shipping and research, and then you guys just sent it out, and no one thought maybe we should have brought in more diverse people into to help us test this. But the bias is so ingrained into the fabric of everything. That even before we started making advancement with technology like we are now, they we weren't considered a default. For instance, I think about Carol cards when people were trying to format their cameras in order to take pictures and film cameras. So they used mm-hmm. Carol cards because the receptionist was just like a regular white woman. And they said, this is the standard. This is the default. So everything should, needs to be exposed at this level. But then people of color were getting the pictures of their kids sent home from school, and they're like, "My kid does not look like this. This is not my kid. You know? <laughs> this is not my kid. This is not not her complexion. This is not her color." Because for for whatever right. reason, they decided this is the average woman. 
and that just blows me away to to decide a default that does not that excludes such a large population of people it blows my mind there's times where i'm like i really would love to find the people behind certain ais and just have a conversation like what was your plan and your think and the thinking process behind this before you guys ship this out where millions of people wouldn't be able to use it and it's so sad that when i watched that netflix special that i was like we are even biased in ai like how bad is that and you're coding it it's a human coding it so people were like complaining on twitter saying oh it's a robot the robot is not made on its own it's a robot because it's programmed even if you think about people People were, even going back to TikTok, there were two people who posted a video. Um, they were in bikinis. And it was an appropriate, appropriate set. They were at the beach, which is to be expected. But one was a white woman. The other one was a black woman. And the black woman got flagged and her account got removed for nudity. In the same bikini. Because one is inappropriate and one is appropriate for the beach. But the only difference is the skin color because immediately the other skin color is so sexualized and so viewed as other that it's a problem. I just didn't, I just don't understand how it's so different for right. women of color. And I guess when people say, when I say that, it's because but I'm a woman of color, but I don't look at people like that. I'm like, I don't go, oh, you're a little dark skin and so that might not look right on you or you're you're Caucasian, but it'll look right on you. That's not how I was brought to think. I'm Hispanic, so we have all shades in our family. And I think that it's how you're raised and taught. And I think naturally we consider all shades as part of the human condition because it's represented (laughs) in our family. It's literally what we wake up to every morning. But I think that other people get so blinded by their isolation and privilege that they don't necessarily consider that there's a bigger world out there. I think a lot of people are in a box and when you're in a box and then you start coming out into the real world, you listen to all these stereotypes and things of that nature. So you already have this like fear or hate towards people of color because you've never been around them. This is something you're you're being taught or you're hurt, something you're, that you hear. Just like when you type in, you said it, you type in gamers and you get all these negative comments and searches. That's something that's being taught. Because if I'm not around somebody and I'm Googling it, and I'm like, oh my God, this is how these people are. I don't yes. want to be around them. I literally took a screenshot after I typed in why are gamers because I was very curious what type of response I would get because I know that I'm not represented necessarily within that industry. So right. I was curious what the representation would be and the amount of negative responses just <laughs> some of us are, but some of us are in every aspect of life. So it's not limited to gamers. Listen, I remember telling you Somebody was like, oh, yeah, I play video games. They were like, oh, but you smell good. And I'm like, what? What? They were like, well, gamers don't shower. And I was like, you're kidding. Who said that? I was in school. And I was like, oh, yeah. They were like, what do you do to relieve your stress? I was like, oh, I play video games. And they were like, but you smell nice. 
And oh I'm like, I gosh. don't. And they were like, well, you must don't shower. I was like, okay. Like, what? Because you're watching these cartoons and how yeah. they portray gamers is you're in a basement, you have snacks, you're fat, you don't leave for 24 hours, so you don't wash. So as soon as you, I tell somebody I'm a gamer, it's like, oh, so you shower? And I'm like, so you're taking what a cartoon says and you're putting that into reality. Right. But I'm right here. Right. <laughs> So gamer, when I was doing esports, gamers do train, and they play for hours. Yes, but they shower. <laughs> so I know some. I've met some that don't, but I've met people who right. don't shower in in every industry. So I don't think it's exclusive to me. or don't wear deodorant in every industry. Trust me, I, I'm from yes. New York. I'm they're like, I don't wear deodorant. I'm like, great. Yeah, yeah. I've been. So, I've seen it. Yeah, I mean. It, there's always in anything there's you'll have those certain very small numbers where that stereotype comes from oh gamers don't shower yes few people don't few people come in with stains on their shirt but look at the majority so that's my problem with a lot of people they'll walk into a gaming situation they'll see that one person that fits that stereotype and they're like that's where all gamers are but yet, See, look at the, this guy. The them, the, everyone else is clean, smells perfectly fine, showered. Right. But you found that one person, and that's what you're going to run with. <sighs> so it used to bother me a lot to the point where I would even go, Oh my God, why did this guy come in here smelling like this? And now we're all going to get told that we don't shower. And it's, it's not something I should feel but it's right. when you're you understand how it's perceived yeah like when you're constantly being told gamers don't shower i'm like oh my god you had to be the one to come in but that's also the a problem with being a person of color in public spaces because the one person right. who comes in who represents the stereotype you're yes. automatically group, grouped in and it doesn't matter what kind of reputation you've established i remember i had a class in college where there was a lady, a young lady who was in my class and she only came sometimes. She did her work sometimes. And for whatever reason, the professor, because we were the only two black people in class, she, he could not tell us apart. In his mind, we were the same person. So I'd come and he'd be like, nice of you to show up today. And I'm like, I was here every, I'm here every day. And she had a, she had like a birthmark on her face too. So I'm like, you can't at least make a mental note that the person is not showing up has a birthmark on her face. Can we, how am I being grouped in so tightly? Yes. It blows my yes. mind. I used to get that a lot in college where they would have celebrations of Dawn of the Dead and they're, they're looking and they're like, I know that's your holiday. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, you know, your holiday. I'm like, I'm not Mexican. They're like, but all you guys look alike. I'm like, no, what? They're like, we all speak Spanish. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh, okay. okay. So, so it's everybody like, speaks get... English is the same too. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I never, I could never understand that. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's just the, that the level of ignorance that it's like everywhere. No matter where you go, you're it. I moved to North Carolina, New York to North Carolina. When people see me, 
automatically think I'm half black, half white. You don't imagine anything else. <laughs> no, wow. there cannot be anything else. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they I, just stare I, at I wish, I wish that we had more gray to be individuals. I'm using grace loosely, but I wish that we had just that. It's hard for, we could be 100% fully ourselves in the space can be immediately perceived as a group or as a snapshot. Yeah. Within a snapshot. I don't have to open my mouth. I don't have to do anything. But as soon as I walk in somewhere where I am not the majority, minority, like they automatically, oh, she has to be ghetto. She must be cursing. She has to be poor. Like it's insane. And I thought it wouldn't bother me anymore as you get older, but it's, I think it's not that it hurts. It's just, when are we getting over this already? I think it's an annoyance at this point. It's not like I'm hurt anymore. It's an annoyance. I'm just like, yeah, we're still doing this. Yeah, we're still there. We are. And then yeah. even the moments where you feel like there's a lot of joy attached to it, achievement mm-hmm. or something, it's something else behind it. Yes. It's- Every time I see someone excelling, a minority, like person of color excelling, and then you get all this joy, oh, this one made it to Google or this one's in, in this company. It's always that one small amount where it's like, how did you get in there? Who do you know? Right. And it's just, you can't get it on your own. Like you can't, they're not smart enough. It's always like, you know, you get that. It must have been affirmative action, action or it must have been. Yeah. <laughs> they bring it back down. You're just like, Jesus. I want to take a moment to thank you so much for having this conversation with me, especially in this space. I, I'm grateful. And I wish that more people had honest conversations about visibility yeah. about representation especially ha- as it relates to technology and how technology is growing i think the more chances we have to talk about those things the more room we have for improvement so yeah thank you and share your resources if you have resources yeah. to share them so yes definitely well, thank you for having me Thank you. So thank you everyone for tuning into Cheat Codes. Thank you to our (laughs) guest, Angelina. I'm your host, Tosh. Remember that a new episode comes out every third Wednesday of the month, usually. To stay in the know with Women in Games International, please visit us at getwiggy.com and subscribe to our newsletter. And you can find us on multiple social media platforms at GetWiggy. Take care and we will chat soon.